Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. This week, we are talking about all kinds of cool stuff. But first, I am Manny G once again. And with me, as always, is TX to the Andy Man. Hello. Hello, sir. How, How are, are you? you? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Jinx. Yes. <laughs> you you owe me a Coke. <laughs> Coke Zero, please. Yes. Uh, good, man. Everything is uh, is going well. Um, you know, things, yeah. it seems, are, we're starting to see uh, some light at the end of the tunnel, as it were, collectively, I think. People Perhaps. are talking about coming out of quarantine. Yep. It's it a mistake. That... Second wave is coming. Don't do it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Stay inside <laughs> and play video games. <laughs> I'm an alarmist, Andy. Yes. I like, yes. To, uh, That's good, I like to ring the bell. Yes, the British are coming. Um, no, man, but everything <laughs> everything is real good. There have been some gaming adventures, but there have been some real life adventures in my household. Oh, really, man? Yes, mm, my my youngest is mm-hmm. a bit of a critter child, as I like to call them. Wait, as in he collects critters? He does. He will capture ah. just about anything, man. I think the only thing he has become averse to our spiders and i don't know why because mm-hmm. he never really had a problem with them he, yeah maybe he just kind of picked it up from a friend or something sure um, <laughs> but uh dude he so he caught this little like tiny lizard right yeah and uh i mean tiny bro like you know maybe maybe an inch and a half two inches long right like one of the little ones mm-hmm. and it dude this thing has become latched to him i don't know how he did it like (laughs) yeah it's like he walks around with it on his shoulder he'll watch he'll watch he'll watch a youtube on his bed and the lizard is just chilling on his like his shoulder and and he kind of like introduced him to my oldest and now it's doing it with my oldest he was sitting on the lizard was sitting on my oldest's shoulder and it was trying to jump on its head and it kept falling off <laughs> couldn't latch on the double like what is happening that is so this is funny. some wild animal that they brought into my house so um they are entertaining themselves with that uh and then of course you know with everything you know being locked down uh mom went out and bought a bunch of uh outdoor games and so we we got spike uh, ball nice uh, and yes and some um some uh you know uh, it's called cornhole. Uh, yes, know, the, couple, the bean bags yes. and everything. We got that as well. So, uh, you know, we're just having some friendly competition here at the house. But uh, that's about it on my end. Oh, Monster Hunter! Monster Hunter World is a thing in my life again. That's been going amazingly. Uh, oh, really? I got nice. Yes. Uh, so I got in there. And there have been a, f- a few monsters that have been introduced since my hiatus. Uh, Barodactyl? Which... 
Yes, yes, nice. a pterodactyl. It's it's a very very <laughs> frightening creature. Um, a, a, a raging brachydios is the monster that everybody's. Hmm. It's, he's all the rage right now because his his armor and his weapons are particularly strong. So I was able to nice. get all of those things from him in the last few days. It started off kind of rough. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't see how this was going to happen. And then, uh, dude, and then it just kind of it clicked. Me and the longsword kind of rekindled our old thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, dude, man, those those foresight slashes were just, you know, they were just coming like, you know, one after another. And then I just I just spun, spun around. I got that fight down to about 25 minutes, I think. So just under 30 Very minutes. Very nice, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. It feels so good. feels so good to be back. Nice. Dude, How about you, yeah, we, uh, we haven't got to play a lot this week. It's been I know, busy. Man. Yeah. I've been, oh, yeah. Well, I've been you, doing all kinds you, of stuff. I've been uh, working at the house. Asleep I threw on the couch. some pictures up on Discord. Yeah, I fell asleep on the couch one day. I was super <laughs> tired. But yeah. uh, I, I played... I played a little bit of WoW. I saw that. A little bit of Warcraft. Yes, they have this a hundred percent experience bonus uh-huh. to your to your uh, uh, leveling awesomeness until uh, the next expansion comes out, which is like the mm-hmm. end of the year or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got to jump back in and play around. So I started messing Doing around, mm-hmm. and then something crazy happened to me last night, oh, Andy. Man. Something absolutely crazy. So it's like... Say it ain't so, Manny. Well, as much as I would like to say it ain't so, it's so. (laughs) (laughs) I I somehow, someway installed uh, Microsoft Edge onto my PC. Yes. Which is in and of itself is, is, is ridiculous. I haven't even opened it yet, but it's you just were there, called the out icon. really fast on that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, ha- I haven't launched it yet. It's just uh-huh. sitting there. But underneath that icon is another one that says Fallout 76. 76. 76. You uh, I haven't even biscuit. launched it. I haven't even launched the game. It's just sitting there looking at me. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Something happened. Weird things happen. Yes. And, uh, you know, yes. uh, minds were lost. Mm. So mm. Oh, one wow. night in Bangkok. Yeah. What, what <laughs> happens in Bangkok Stays. is, uh, you know, probably yes. criminal activity. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> here we go, buddy. Uh, All dude, right. let's jump into this episode. You ready? Let's do it, bro. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we do. We sure do. Mm. And the first story is about Gamescom 2020. Mm-hmm. So, it's 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 uh the largest gaming convention in the world with like close to 400,000 attendees. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh happens in Cologne, Germany every single mm-hmm. year. Yeah. There's no way they could put this event on. Mm-hmm. But they did say that they're going to do what uh E3 is not able to do and that is mm-hmm. put on a digital only event. Mhm. So I am actually looking forward to it quite a bit. Uh, Gamescom, there's always big news coming out of there, uh, but it just doesn't seem to click for a lot of people on this side of the globe as much mm-hmm. as E3 does. So I'm right. hoping that they really change that. They have an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I think Jeff Keighley is doing something 
and uh, they have this opportunity now to kind of get in the face of gamers across the globe as opposed to just yeah. in that particular place. Like, you know, E3's well, talking about they want it to be like a more of a local event with all these like yeah. celebs. Uh, Gamescom is very much a go there event because of the amount of people that go. So mm. maybe maybe they can do a little flip flop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. you know, I guess the the fact that it's so inaccessible, right, to people because it's in Europe. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> right? So, uh, but yeah, like having having it available, uh, you know, via the, the interwebs, uh, as is uh, the case with most things today. Yes. Uh, that should potentially open it up for just a whole other, you know, market for them right yes. and uh and it is a big deal i mean we we do stories uh uh every year uh on announcements that they make there and and uh you yeah. know a lot of people look forward to, to it if i'm not mistaken uh one of our old friends uh has has been there right uh hasn't duke been there maybe a time has he two? been i think so i'm pretty I sure well he's from germany so that helps yeah. right they can help yeah <laughs> but but uh, so yeah, dude, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see what comes out of there, and we'll see, right? This is we're in uncharted territory right now because people are yeah. forced to do things sort of outside of the norm, right? I think that phrase, uh, the norm, uh, I mm-hmm. will be redefined after all of this, regardless of what when it all shakes out. You know what the numbers are, how bad it got, you know how much of a bullet we've dodged. Mm-hmm. The fact is that people were forced to think of different ways to get their product in front of people, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and moving forward, I'm I'm I wholeheartedly believe that uh, there will be some new norms that come out of this, and this might be one of them. So, yeah, they did say uh, on the Twitter when they announced this, uh, they said we'll be revealing more about this in the next coming weeks. <laughs> Until then, stay home and don't forget to hashtag stay home and play together, uh, the Mm. Gamescom team. Uh, They did also mention that if you had purchased a ticket, uh, they will be giving you a full refund. So that is nice. Yeah, very good. I've heard of some conventions that were not giving refunds. (laughs) So, yeah, crazy. Right. Right. Very, uh, very. So next up, Andy, mm. Minecraft. Minecraft RTX beta is out. The so, the turbo the turbo version of Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, dude. It, and okay, well, actually, you want to you want to go through this this article. This is just from Nvidia. Oh and yeah, they have some interesting things to tell us from Nvidia. Minecraft with RTX on Windows 10 is now available to download and play. Minecraft with RTX brings fully path-traced rendering, physically-based materials, and NVIDIA DLSS 2.0 to Minecraft, delivering bleeding-edge visual fidelity and realism that can be experienced on all GeForce RTX GPUs. The, uh, The realism part 
doesn't look so like wait it's like legos <laughs> it's minecraft <laughs> it's, really, it's minecraft yeah yeah <laughs> uh to demonstrate the full capabilities of minecraft with rtx's new technologies which deliver unbelievable sights with jaw-dropping previously impossible to achieve effects we have worked with minecrafters to create six stunning creator worlds downloadable for free from the in-game minecraft marketplace the results of minecraft with ray tracing are astounding Realistic hard and soft shadows are seen everywhere. Global illumination realistically lights the world with that with that light filling interiors through windows and gaps in the terrain. Illuminated blocks and other light sources cast pixel-perfect lighting. Reflections are seen on all reflective surfaces and blocks with a level of fidelity far surpassing that of screen space reflections. Light reflects refracts and scatters through water ice stained glass and other transparencies and atmospheric effects occur naturally resulting in high quality volumetric fog and pixel perfect god rays wow that sounds amazing that's a lot dude that's a lot bro dude, okay so this is funny like you kind of mentioned like right this is minecraft like how amazing can it be i watch some of these videos andy and they are definitely astonishing the difference that these technologies bring to minecraft like i was very surprised at how amazing things looked like it was really like wow i can't believe this mm -hmm. and it it and it i think it's more stunning because the minecraft game itself is all about you know pixels and blocks basically right right so right. the whole this whole technology with ray tracing is it's really 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 cool to see and yeah mm -hmm. if you haven't if you haven't seen this just go to nvidia.com they have a whole article up there and they have a bunch of videos you can see and even right. if you don't play minecraft or don't care about minecraft this is definitely worth looking at because mm -hmm. this is the future of gaming this is right. where it's going and i was i was thoroughly impressed dude i thought this was really really cool yeah, no, I mean, I remember, and and I don't know how different the these videos are from uh, what we saw when, uh, which was it, the Minecraft, or I'm sorry, the Minecraft, the Xbox. Uh -huh. yeah, it was Xbox, right? That's where we first saw some of the new technology that they were uh, yes. giving us. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it looked really pretty. The difference. I mean, initially when they were showing you the good stuff. It was hard to tell, but then when they yeah. compared it to the you know the previous generation, mm -hmm. you're like, oh wow, that's a huge difference. Yeah, and one of these videos they kind of show uh, like some of the Minecraft creators of uh, one mm -hmm. of the maps that they created, and yeah. the, it was kind of just like a tour of showing you all the different things, how it how it just uh, light was was going through water and stuff, and and just mm -hmm. like the god rays and all that, and and it was it was really um, it was really well done. So, yeah, I think this is this is cool because it it's definitely the future of 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 gaming for sure, especially with the uh, ray tracing coming to consoles at the end of the year. Right. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Exciting. Exciting. I can't wait to play the new Minecraft RPG, ARPG with yes, the ray tracing or the Dude, RTX, I should say. I I am looking forward to minecraft dungeons for mm. sure um I, yes. I don't know if if they are doing the same treatments i imagine they would at least 
in the future, perhaps? In the future. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But uh, next up, Andy, mm. something from our own backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Tassi. Paul Tassi from Forbes says, a surprisingly, yes. I would recommend giving Fallout 76 <laughs> Wastelanders a shot. Oh, yes, dude. You oh, say it man. ain't so, man. I drank the Kool-Aid, Andy. You I drank did. the Kool-Aid. You now it's totally on my machine. did. You totally did. And uh, now you're you're trying to apologize to us or justify it to us by putting this story in here. That's, I see what this, you're doing. This is it. This is why, man. <laughs> I had to try it. No, man. It's good. Uh, here, let's... let's uh, Let's kind of break it down a little bit. I'm not going to read the entire article. I'm just okay. going to give you the cliff notes. Of course, this is Sounds from good. Forbes and from our dear friend, Paul Tassi. Uh, well, he's our friend. We're not his friend. But yeah, he, he doesn't know friend. we exist yet. <laughs> That's true. Hey, he knows but, he exists. Yeah. He gets he's his definitely stuff from seen us, my eyes looking through his apartment um, window. <laughs> no, no, that was not me. Not him, not him. Uh, so, of course, the beginning of the article is him sort of poo-pooing the game, and we all, we don't have to retrace that stuff, right? But <laughs> apparently now he is turned it around. So he says, what's good about it? So he breaks it down into a few sections here. Section one, you have, you can get past a chunk of the annoying stuff. And he writes, while yes, I think VATS is a lot worse without slow-mo, you can adjust to it eventually and make proper use of it in combat once you retrain your brain. Hunger and thirst are not horrible to maintain anymore. Eventually, you can upgrade your stamina where you're not constantly winded all the time. Fast traveling costing caps is irritating, but it does sort of encourage exploration. And eventually, you'll have enough money where it doesn't really matter. The biggest issue I have remains item durability, which veteran players say has somehow gotten worse with this new update. So that could be an issue that's addressed soon. But even then, I'm managing to make uh, do by constantly swapping gear if I can't afford to fix it. Uh, Next, the NPCs make it feel like Fallout. Uh, I don't want to say this is the best Fallout campaign ever, or anything, but moving deeper into the Wastelanders stuff, it does make the game feel 80% more like Fallout than it did when we were doing nothing but talking to corpses and robots. While I haven't experienced the full breadth of new story content yet, what I've seen is good, and having human enemies back in the game really does fundamentally change the tone of the whole game for the better. So, you know going back to the launch we remember Mm -hmm. that one of the biggest complaints was npcs were no longer in the game because it was more of an open shared world experience right you and i were supposed to be the npcs um but apparently it it didn't work it was boring like i played the beta and it was so boring to go up to like some a computer terminal or something and kind of just read through stuff and and it right. it, it felt like it had this the story had no soul mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. and and uh, yes i guess that's a part of the story you know after this nuclear fallout there's no people around of course there's no soul they're all dead right but right. yes as as far as as like a video game goes it just didn't feel good it felt mm-hmm. like you know um just Real, real quick, real quick, a quick story. Uh, back mm-hmm. when Overwatch was being made, before it was Overwatch, they were making it into an MMO RPG. Yeah. So was it called Titan or something. Like yeah, that? that was the code name. And right. one thing that they said, I don't, 
I believe maybe uh, Metzen said it. Somebody said this in an interview. Mm-hmm. But they said, you know, everything was coming together. They were working on it for years. And what made them cancel the project is that the game just wasn't fun. Like the fun wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, they had all the systems and stuff and things worked and everything. But but it was missing that magic, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe with Fallout, a part of the magic are the NPCs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're in there again. 80% there, Manny. <laughs> uh, the next next uh, little highlight here is this might be the best Fallout map to date. No, Appalachia isn't full of a ton of landmarks we recognize like the major cities of the past uh, have been. And yet this map is enormous and full of a ton of neat, obvious and hidden locations that you can spend hundreds of hours exploring and still never see them all. I am genuinely impressed with this map. And now that the technical issues have been mostly fixed with the game, it all looks a lot better than it used to as well. I would say that this is probably the game's biggest asset. So that's that's a you know, that's a big sell right there for them. Yeah, um, yeah. N- next, the community is hilarious and nice. Wastelanders would not exist at all if Fallout 76's niche community had not stuck around to support the game through its darkest times. When I played at launch, everyone was still figuring out what this thing was, and you were constantly annoyed by random people attacking and looting you. Now, only the veteran players are left, and they are, and they have built sprawling camp mansions full of supplies and blueprints and ammo and gear for you to take or buy and literally every person I've seen has been welcoming and friendly no matter what their level I think there's a blanket ban on attacking new players because because they simply want the game to grow and in general I think the uh, F76 community has found that it's more fun to band together than it is to fight and they've realized the dream of the game as a result I still, I will still com- uh, complain about the game as I continue to play, but I will continue to play. And they say, and that says something. So there you go. <laughs> From Mr. Tassie himself. That is really fun. Like this, mm-hmm. this is a, this is a completely, this is a very interesting situation, right? Because a year and a half ago, we were like, <clears throat> you know, somewhat astonished that Bethesda was releasing this game in the state that it was. And for how many months it was in that poor state, there was just this group of people who found something special about Fallout 76, and they decided to just stick around there, right? And so, and and I, uh, I'm on their subreddit, and I've been on there for a few months, actually, just kind mm. of lurking, saying, you know, right. just curious about what the game's about, what are people actually doing with a game like this? And he's right about the community. There are mm-hmm. a lot of people there that whatever the game has to offer, they just accept it and they have fun mm-hmm. with it some way, somehow. So that's why yeah. I've always kind of been intrigued. And and as soon as I knew Wastelanders was coming, I kind of thought in the back of my head, when this drops, I might just pick it up. I might just be very disappointed and not happy, but I think I just might pick it up because somebody, there's a community out there 
that sees this game as good or special mm-hmm. or worth playing. So, yeah, I guess you can count Paul Tassi among them now. And Manny G. I, dude, I haven't even logged in yet, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I guaranteed. No, is... I log in. Enemies get to come through the floor. I'm not going to be able to attack him. And he's just going to be hitting me while I'm running away yes. and can hardly see him because he's yes. halfway through the yeah. That was that I, was my beta experience. I remember that. I totally remember. That was hilarious, dude. That was so funny. Um, yeah, man, we'll see, dude. Good luck to them, dude. I I, I don't want to see a game failing uh, fail any game. Yeah, uh, especially one that's anticipated, right? Even like Anthem, right? I I want to play that game more. I really do. Yeah, but I'm also tired of games. Uh, launching incomplete. You know, I really wish that we would stop doing that. Me too. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Not happy with that for sure. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's some light here at the end of this long dark tunnel. Yeah. But Andy, there is some news yeah. about PlayStation Five at oh. the end of this year, and it is very interesting. It is. And it's from Bloomberg. It is. Bloomberg tells us, Manny, Sony Corp plans to produce far fewer units of its upcoming PlayStation 5 in its first year than it had for the previous generation console's launch, according to people familiar with the matter. The Tokyo-based tech giant is limiting its initial production run in part because it expects the PS5's ambitious specs to weigh on demand by leading to a high price at launch. The people said asking not to be identified because the subject is private. The global COVID pandemic, uh, the global COVID-19 pandemic has affected Sony's promotional plans for the new device, but not its production capacity, they added. The company has told assembly partners it would make five to six million units of the PS5 in the fiscal year ending March 2021, according to other people involved in the machine's supply chain. When Sony released the PlayStation 4 in November 2013, it sold 7.5 million units in its first two quarters. Wow. Mm. The PS5's loftier price tag may also deter initial take-up. Game developers who've been creating titles for the next PlayStation anticipate its price to be in the region of $499 to $549, and Bloomberg Intelligence's Matthew Canterman points to increased component costs pushing up the price required for Sony to break even. Sony has struggled with its price-setting decisions for the PS5 because of scarce components, Bloomberg News has reported. A Sony spokesman declined to comment. Its shares were largely unchanged in afternoon trade. There you go, man. Wow. Uh, may I? Yes, please. Uh, dude, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that the fact that, well, I guess Sony really hasn't shown us their cards yet, but I imagine it'll be similar to Xbox, at least for their sake. I hope it is in that they're going to be supporting the older or the previous gen, I guess, a little longer, uh, than they had in the past. And if that's the case, then what's the rush? I think most of us, I mean, in terms of the xbox like me i'm like yeah shoot i'll give it uh i'll give it some time because i want to buy whatever the x1x version 
of the next generation is going to be. And I mean, we saw that the X One X didn't come back and or come out until pretty, you know, pretty. I, w- I wouldn't say deep, but I mean, pretty far into its life cycle, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I think at the very least, I'll hold off until I can't play the games that I want to play on the on this current generation. So. I mean, this might not be a terrible idea, right? Just kind of slow roll everything and and mm-hmm. uh, but but then again, like how is that going to affect their foothold, right, on the market right now? Yeah. With, with so many of their, you know, of their consoles in in so many homes, right? If they if they have limit pr- limited production, I mean, Microsoft might come in and say, "Oh, Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Roll up their sleeves and just throw them all out there at like you know a loss probably. But like you have s- stated in the fact or in the past, um, that might not be the worst thing ever, especially if what you're aiming for is something bigger, right? Yeah, and what's what's interesting about this is that history has shown us that you have to have a good launch for for your next gen console. Um, and if you do that, then it's going to catch fire and you're going to leave the competition in the dust uh, and in one way or another. But PlayStation right now, they have such a huge install base to continue to release games for PlayStation 4 that people want is a really good move because it's going to keep them profitable for a longer right. period of time as opposed to pushing PlayStation 5 and selling those at a loss. Right. So, and yeah. and we all know these, you know, console uh, the consoles, these systems are they're they're lost leaders, right? You you get these into people's homes, so people uh, start to buy in uh, with your services. That's Microsoft's Just your big ecosystem, plan, right? yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So so Sony's Sony's not quite set up that way as well as Microsoft is for sure, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you know we we see that. Right. So and. I kind of get the feeling that PlayStation 5 is just Sony's attempt at keeping up with the pace that Microsoft has set with their mm-hmm. next-gen console. And they probably feel that they have to release at the same time or within a month or whatever to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I've kind of this whole, for several months, I felt like, Either Sony is either behind with a PlayStation Five, or they're just not ready to to uh, mm-hmm. to kind of jump jump in. And these numbers, these numbers for you know five six million for the first year, that's really yeah. low. Yeah, especially if they sold in two quarters. Yeah, seven and a half million units. That's yeah. that is yeah. That that's not nearly enough units, man. I, yeah. I you're gonna have to get in line. <laughs> you have yeah. to wait in line to, if you want to get your hands on on a launch PS5. Yeah, and it's there. They have to, I think, create a bit of this scarcity here to keep the mm-hmm. to keep the product hot. I think Microsoft mm-hmm. is not only going to undercut them, but there's you know still those old rumors. How they have a, a second system that they're going to sell for like cheaper. They're releasing with mm-hmm. two systems, right? That's kind of the big rumor, um, right. which That's we're right. actually going to get to a bit of those rumors here soon. 
But I think the idea with with Microsoft's strategy is release a system for two ninety nine that's better than the Xbox One X, and then release their stronger system, that price being competitive with a PlayStation Five. So I think yeah. Microsoft has has a, a killer strategy here. We'll see, man. Well, well, and like you said, we'll talk more about it here in, in a moment. Yeah, we'll, we'll and, learn and, more as the summer continues. Yes, definitely. Uh, but before before we talk a bit more about that uh, mm-hmm. Xbox roadmap, uh, Jason Schreier leaves Kotaku. Yeah, that's something of a bombshell, wouldn't you say? I think so because. He's been there for a long time, mm-hmm. and I kind of thought if he hadn't left yet, he's just going to stay there. Yes. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't sound like it was like a clean break, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's he mentions it a bit here, but he's he's definitely not not happy uh, mm-hmm. with with the, the decisions that were being made by the, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, upper management, the people who actually well, own Kotaku. So, yeah, well, well, here, let's 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 drop it on them and then uh, then we'll we'll talk. All right. So from the horse's mouth, uh, after eight years and some change, I'm leaving Kotaku. Friday will be my last day working for the website. I will miss you all. Truth is, I've decided to leave the media and pers- uh, the media and pursue my life's calling, becoming a full-time saxophone player. Kidding! I'm staying in journalism. Whew! <laughs> <laughs> where I where I will continue to report on the weird, wild industry and culture of video games. I plan to make a few. Or I'm sorry. I plan to take a few weeks off to put the final touches on my second book and hang out hang out with my seven-month-old. And then I'll be doing brand new things at a brand new outlet. If you'd like to reach out or share a story, you can find me on Twitter or email me anytime. I don't think it, it'd be productive to spend too much time on the reasons I'm leaving, which will probably be obvious other than to say this. When I think about uh, what happened to Deadspin? Bile builds in my throat. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to get into it. There's but the whole story right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> after after October 29, 2019, it became clear to me that I could not work at this company for much longer. I'm grateful to all the sources who have spoken to me over the past eight years. Some confidentially sharing things they thought should be made public or speaking out about workplace conditions which takes serious guts and others on the record telling stories about everything from randomizing Zelda to translating an old Final Fantasy game my job has always been to inform and entertain people and that would not be possible without those who have shared their stories I'm also grateful to everyone who has read and supported us over the past 8 years As a journalist, it's easy to fall into the trap of believing that your work is beyond reproach, but the truth is that comments, corrections, and feedback are what make us all better. I've had so so many great interactions with Kotaku readers over the years, whether it was in our comments section back when it worked, or Twitter or email, or even in real life at events like PAX and E3. I hope you'll I'll continue following my work and staying in touch and calling me out when I'm full of it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, 
Interesting. He's not happy. <laughs> no, no. And there's actually, you can go to the Kotaku article and there he said he has more to say there. But, um, yeah, there was, uh, the whole thing with, um, uh, wait, what was it? It was, it was like a sports, uh, yeah, dead spin. They always had, they, you know, they were basically told, Hey, you need to just only talk about sports. You can't actually be what you've been for so long. And, and, you know, they had this whole protest, right. And like back when they had these auto playing ads and stuff, there was this big stink about there, but they were never happy with their you know, well, at mm-hmm. least Jason specifically, never too happy with what was going on behind the scenes at, at Kotaku and specifically the people who owned Kotaku. So mm-hmm. he's he's moving on. No idea where he's going. Um, so I don't know. But I, I'm sure I'm sure we'll hear back from him really soon. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's going to try a new outlet. So. Uh, probably just swapping uniforms, as yeah. it were, changing hats. New York Times, maybe. Uh, but who knows? But still delivering us uh, good stories. He really is, man. He it, like the guy's almost impeccable, right? When it comes yeah. to uh, you know uh, exposés or you know just uh, you know g- giving getting good scoops, right? Yeah. Uh, some some of the like best scoops that we've ever seen. Yes, I uh, have come from two him, right? scoops. Gotta, yes, absolutely delicious, <laughs> delicious. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see. Uh, we wish him the best. I mean, we yeah. love Jason. You know, he gives us a lot of good content. So, so okay, Andy. This next story mm. comes from 4chan, which is you oh. know. 4chan, that's, you didn't, nobody needs to go to 4chan. But apparently, no. this particular post is getting a lot of traction and may be true. I don't know, buddy. But uh, I thought I it was always, fun. Every, every time someone brings up a 4chan story, it it's always set up that way. It's like, eh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's from 4chan, but. It but. might be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's basically mm. the uh, the thing that you have to say whenever before you That's go over uh, anything in Fortune. But uh, apparently, this might be worth talking about, and right. it is just it's anonymous, right? On Fortune, mm-hmm. like who knows who this came from? But I know there was. Uh, let's see, who was his name? Colton Eastwood or something like that. He's a he's mm. an Xbox YouTuber. And he said that some of his uh, his uh, sources say that uh, some of this stuff is actually credible. So I thought, well, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's just throw this in. It might be fun to talk about. But this is uh, Xbox's road ahead. All right. So from, from 4chan, uh, there will be two next generation Xbox digital events in the next two months. The one in May will be pretty much like a proper console reveal event, but it'll have selected showcase game announcements demos as well. The one in June will be their replacement for E3, show packed with games. The exact form of these two is still being worked on as we speak. I'll be, uh, it'll be live-streamed video content, though. Uh, there will be tons of new games by Xbox First Party, big guns, medium games, a few smaller ones. Uh, their new games are sharing a lot of tech built for UE4, 
from water to PBR, GI, procedural systems with optimized Houdini access. All of this sounds made up, by the way. I don't know what any of these things mean. VRS optimizations, physical vegetation systems. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's amazing. Uh, the teams try to share tech to accelerate development. Uh, Fable is one of these showcase games we have heard. Oh, yes, please. Fable. Mm, a fantasy monster. Uh, I haven't seen it personally, but I got told it looks beautiful. They try to build the whole fantasy world with handcrafted photogrammetry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yet the, war, the world will throw in a mix of procedural generation for bigger scale. Complete RPG systems in place. Focus on great third-person fights and fluid animations. From the sounds of it, I expect the game to hit in 2022. Big exclusive new IP coming from a Japanese studio, no further details known. Halo Infinite has a huge open world you can explore, yet the story missions themselves are linear to still be able to progress through the story in a more classic way. Optional exploration. It's a, it's a much more ambitious campaign this time around, not your usual 6-9 to nine hour uh, Halo campaign. They are doing one very bold move for multiplayer, which will surprise people, but this move has the potential to bring Halo MP back among the top-played games on Xbox. Uh, Obsidian, OMG, Obsidian, exclamation (laughs) point. So very excited about Obsidian. Uh, FM gets a complete reboot. Uh, Internal uh, retooling for Forza Tech uh, happened during the last few years already engine in position for next gen now further reboots coming just a tease of what's to come the next two months are going to be fire phil not holding back that's there pretty you cool go, manny i'm excited mm-hmm. listen this guy's got me pretty hyped up i don't know what uh <laughs> what was that uh where is it uh handcrafted photogrammetry oh man or physical vegetation systems are but i'm pretty excited that hits the spot dude (laughs) yes man i can't wait so okay so Uh, he's predicting two events coming next month and then the month after mm -hmm. jam-packed with games and even Mm -hmm. uses the word demos these yes they're online only events Demos. I I would love to be able to download something and play something that I'm seeing. Mm. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. He mentions Fable. I've been be dying great. for a real proper Fable for years now. Mm. So I'm super excited about that. And about this whole Halo thing, the mm. word on the street, Andy, is that they're mm-hmm. going to be doing Halo multiplayer as a free-to-play well, that makes sense, you know, because everything has gone that way. Yes. So that wouldn't surprise me. If you want the but big Halo, numbers, right? Halo BR or just Halo free to play? Halo like multiplayer. multiplayer. Like the whole multiplayer will be free to everyone. Wow. That's wow. that's the rumor. Well, we'll see. That's pretty <laughs> ambitious, man. Yes, it it's is, man. It is. That is that is you know, taking your child and being so confident in its ability to rock the house that you just give them to somebody. That's great. That's <laughs> He's a good kid. It's my that favorite child. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I'm not afraid. My child can rock the house. 
That's right. So this is exciting. The road ahead mm-hmm. is, you know, we knew it's going to be exciting, right? But for somebody to yeah. come out and say, you know what, I have some predictions, the, I have some inside information, and you have some cool stuff to look forward to in the next two months. Um, I'm I'm ready, dude. I am ready. Mm. So mm. this this is kind of reminiscent. Remember when Walmart Canada leaked all that E3 oh. stuff? Yes, dude. I've been waiting, yes. dude. I'm like, come on, Walmart. What's yeah. up? But so on, Fortune Walmart. had to step up. Yeah. <laughs> Fortune <laughs> coming in for the win. Nice. Yeah. Well, dude, it, months. What? What? Next month. Yeah, starting uh, next month. Next month. So I mean, that's not May. even a month. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah. I'm. I'm happy. I'm excited, dude. Absolutely. Okay, Andy, this last story. This last story is a doozy, and it is about Riot Games. It's about their anti-cheat with Valorant. And uh, there's there's some very, very important details for anyone who is playing Valorant or wants to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's kind of a, there's a lot of technical stuff, and there's actually a mm-hmm. big write-up by Ars uh, Technica about this but instead Andy let's switch gears dude instead of going through this article like we often do yes. let's just uh let's just kind of do like a, a flyover and talk about when some of these you details. say when you say technical stuff uh-huh it makes me say Manny here are the keys sir <laughs> <laughs> please well, okay. the floor is yours my friend all right so so this is what happens. You install Valorant, right? You are excited Mm -hmm. to play, and when you install this game, it installs an anti-cheat called Vanguard. This is a riot anti-cheat. Well, it's 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 interesting. Let's Mm. okay. I'm I'm happy you said that, right? Because when people think of a Trojan horse, or they think of a some kind of malware on your system, something that gets in there deep. You don't know it's there. It has the power right. to do things you don't want it to do. Uh, right. Vanguard, this is what happens. This mm. anti-cheat, it runs at the... It's a driver that runs at kernel level zero. What okay. does that mean? Okay, so think of it like this. So any driver, any user, any program... Everything on your computer has a certain level of authority, okay? Mm -hmm. In order to do whatever it is that it does, it has to have the authority to do it. So Mm -hmm. there's this this system known as the the kernel level, right? They're they're rings, right? Ring zero, Mm -hmm. ring one, ring two, ring three. So Mm -hmm. uh, drivers and devices, those are at like ring one, ring two, applications, ring three, so the the closer to the center of the circle, the more authority you have. So, okay. so this anti cheat runs at ring zero. It has the in maximum the authority. It's in the matrix. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, it's it's all up in in uh, Windows crevices, right? The the okay. deepest part in the kernel, right? Okay. Super uh-huh. down deep in there, right? So it mm-hmm. gives it gives the system the system actually has more authority than an administrative user. So wow. uh, when my son comes to my office and he does his school, he logs in to his own account. 
He does right. not have an admin account. He cannot install programs. He cannot operate the web browser. There's just things he can't do because he doesn't have the authority, right? Mm-hmm. When I sit down, put in my login, I have administration uh, privileges so I can do all that stuff, right? So before right. I even have the chance to log in, Vanguard is already running on my system, doing whatever mm. it does before anyone even logs in. So it has right. ultimate authority in your system. That's how this thing works. Mm-hmm. Vanguard runs all the time, even if you're not playing Valorant, because it wow. turns on as soon as you turn on your system. So yeah. let's say, for instance, Andy, you download Valorant, you play one time, you say, this game is dumb. I'm not going to play it. You uninstall it. So guess yeah. what? You uninstall you Valorant, Vanguard but Vanguard remains and does not get uninstalled. Oh, a decade a from now, Andy. <laughs> yeah, so a decade from now, someone who played Valorant once and uninstalled it two minutes later may mm-hmm. still have Vanguard running in the background in their system. You and actually you can't have wash to, it off, Manny. Well, you you can. The good news no. is yes, you can. You can get rid of Vanguard, but it's not mm. going to be in your system list of programs. You're not just going to click uninstall. You actually have to know where you're looking. You have to find it and delete it that way. You got to go to Ring Zero, dude. You got to go to Mordor. <laughs> you've got you've got to go to the and fire. throw it in the volcano. That's exactly. what has to happen. That's what you have to do. Oh my gosh! So so <laughs> obviously this is a problem because this is what malware is. Yeah, this is what you know a Trojan does, right? Yes. So these are these yeah. big concerns. Now uh-huh. let's let's dive a little into a uh, little conspiracy action. Okay, okay. Let's uh, let's put on our our tinfoil hats. Let's oh, get a little mine's always on here. Here we go. So Riot <laughs> okay. claims that Vanguard does not communicate back to their server. Mm. So mm. one thing we know about Riot, Riot is a 100% fully owned by Tencent. Chinese, yeah. Baby. So Tencent, yes. uh, they have been known in the past to have passed user data to the Chinese government. Yeah. Riot is owned by Tencent. Mm. Mm. So automatically, people who know this stuff, red flags are, are oh, going yeah. up, buddy. Red no flags. No me gusta. No so, me gusta, Manny. So, you know, I'm not worried that Riot is going to do mm. anything to, to my system personally, but mm. Vanguard is a driver that can be compromised. In, yes. The, and the level of authority that it has gives any hacker who is who knows how uh, a backdoor into your system, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know. Vanguard could be on your system one day, it gets compromised, and then all of a sudden you have this kernel zero level keylogger who is able mm-hmm. to, before you even type in your password, is running assist running their system. Logging every single key that you type, taking every bit of information, that's 100% how stuff like this works. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, what, uh, that's what malware is, and that's what it does. So Riot says it only takes uh, a few system resources to run, uh, but there are a lot of reports, you know, these supposed reports of people reporting 
lower performance on other games after they've installed Valorant, even though they're not even playing the game, it is hurting mm. the performance of other games because Vanguard runs all the time, no matter what. Yeah. So mm. this is th- these are the concerns, the 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 uh, conspiracy theories and stuff. Yeah. But uh, w- what's crazy about this? They say this is necessary. You need to do this. They're open to change. They even have like the, they're offering a hundred thousand dollars to anyone who can show that Valorant's um, Vanguard system is is uh, can be compromised. All this hmm. stuff, right? There's even Reddit posts that are pro uh, Vanguard that look pretty fishy. You know, there, there's all these weird conspiracies about, uh, you know, Riot is wanting to pull a, a fast one with this yeah. uh, potential keylogger, right? right. It's, it's this this anti-cheat may be cheating you, right? These are all the things mm. you're, you're seeing here. But what's funny about all this, that even though uh, Vanguard is out there fighting the good fight to, uh, to stop cheaters, there are a ton of stories of Valorant cheaters. Like, there are people being banned. There was the story about a, a live streamer who was cheating. He gets banned on stream. And, you know, there, we heard already the story about Riot banning its first cheaters. Uh, Valorant's mm-hmm. uh, closed beta already having a big cheating problem. Why in the world is Vanguard made the way it is if it's not even working for all these yeah, other situations? Yeah. Well, what is going on? It sounds like it's working. It's just not banning cheaters. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but it's like, uh, I don't know, man. This this whole situation, like there's like like Fortnite has uh, mm-hmm. a pretty good anti-cheat. But it runs when you boot up the game. It doesn't run yeah. constantly and always. Yeah. So yeah. there are other well, ways to do this. Yeah. And look. Cheat! Look, cheating in a competitive game, especially, mm-hmm. is absolutely, yeah. uh, you know, poisoning the well, right? Like, yeah. Bungie is going through that right now with Destiny and Trials, and I mean, like, it really is. Uh, I shouldn't say that because I'm not playing the game myself. Sure, uh, you know, our friends over at Potato Thumbs, they they are. Uh, and, you know, they have their experience with the game. And I certainly don't want to, you know, steer people away from the game, right? It's it's a wonderful game. People love it. But yeah. Yeah. the Fluffy fact is remains in that trials are, right this second. There are a lot of people, YouTubers, and, uh-huh. I, and I get that they're the vocal minority, quote unquote, on PC playing that game, which is like by their estimation, uh, you know, cheaters, hackers, just ruining the experience, right? Yes. Driving people away, among other issues. Point is, uh, hackers can absolutely have a negative effect on your game. And if your game is purely competitive, mm-hmm. and if you don't have a good handle on it, and I, and I imagine that Riot, I mean, Riot has League of Legends, right? Which is yeah. a whole esports is built around them. So I'm sure that they can figure this out, but... uh I don't like this, man. I do not like that you're giving access to a company. uh, And with everything that's happened here, you know, just what we're dealing with in the world, right? (laughs) 
you know, China just isn't on anybody's sort of like Christmas list right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's. So like, no, no, absolutely not. Like if knowing this, like my son will not install that game on my computer, on our computer. Yeah. Mine and your computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that no, there's no way. There is absolutely no way that I'm going to let that happen. Now, I may be naive, right? There might be other games that I've already installed. I have Steam. I have Epic, right? Like those yeah. dudes might have the same problem, right? But nah, not this man. I feel like Tencent uh, and Netties, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, what's the cell phone? Huawei, right? Like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I will pass, but it's a free phone better than an iPhone. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's uh there is a very real potential, uh, potential, uh, for you to lose, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with, with something like this on your system, uh, that is, you know, it's just like any other tool. It's vulnerable, right? Yeah. Everything is. Yeah. So why give it, this level of authority on your system. I don't think I want to. Yeah, it's too, it's just too much, too much. They, they did say that they were open to changing things. If you know, they had Mm. enough user feedback and, you know, run because, you know, it, it apparently makes it more difficult for, for hackers and cheaters to, to uh, cheat at Valorant, but it's definitely not impossible at all because, you know, as we said, there's a cheater problem already for, you know, and it's in beta. So that's, that's that buddy. That is that. And, you know, be cautious, make your own decisions. The, the thing is that a lot of people, they will play games like this on like a virtual machine. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have a, a special instance of windows where they just play uh, certain games on that's not attached to their hardware itself. And a lot of people mm-hmm. do that. And that is a good way to keep yourself safe. But Valorant, for whatever reason, doesn't support that. So you can't even do that. Yeah. So yeah. that that's definitely a problem. And at least that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Well, you know what would fix all this is if people just didn't cheat. That would be great. <laughs> but unfortunately, yes. that's the flip side, right? We we just have jerks out there that can't let people have a good time. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's because that's their good time. Their good time yeah. is to mess up other people's good time. Watching the world burn. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, Andy, my friend, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Good times. Oh, dude. It's always fun, Manny. I look forward to this every week. Me too. Me too. And thanks our friends for listening to us and hanging out. And thanks, special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Um, mm. Yeah, we really appreciate you uh, giving to us and helping to financially support the podcast and the community. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Mm. Mm. And uh, yeah, if you have anything for us, just go to gamingadventureclub.com. Uh, send us some feedback right there. Um and if you want to come hang out and join the community, give me adventureclub.com slash discord and jump on in. Get in that discord. Yes. Come hang out. I, I try to make it a, a point whenever I'm at my desk and I'm free to uh, be available 
and just kind of be there mm-hmm. in voice chat if anybody wants to come and chit chat feeling a little lonely feeling a little too isolated need another human I would voice. do but I'm playing Monster Hunter right now and I don't want to get it on the PC I don't <laughs> want to get it on the PC I yeah. do want to get it on the PC if they gave me cross save yeah. or cross play yeah but, mm. the cross save would be pretty nice to spring all your stuff oh, over maybe one day be awesome I'd love it. Yes. Uh, so uh, until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. Yeah.